for anyone visiting and living in central Tokyo, come visit the Nakameguro Tap Room from Baird Brewery. Opened in 2008, Nakameguro Tap Room is the first Tokyo area tap room from Baird Brewery. Their kitchen specializes in New Haven style of pizza, which I have told you is the best style of Neapolitan pizza. New Haven style places a high emphasis on high temperature baking, fresh seasonal toppings, and a crispy light crust. Combined with all the classic Japan based Baird beers on tap, enjoy all vintage beer hall feels at Nakameguro Tap Room. There's even a sofa area and a large TV screen great for sporting events. Only a two minute walk from Nakameguro Station, the tap room is open daily until 10 pm. For more information, visit bairdbeer.com. I started on, off of that book and I started using patterns from that book. Okay. But then I found, like, well, what if I actually took a real flower and I, because the, the book was very basic space, I think it was for beginners, so very basic shapes. And so I took a real, last year I took a real sakura flower and I stamped it and then I put the, and then I cut the stamp. Flower out,、hmm. and then I turned that into a pattern, and that's what this is. It's, it's based off real flower, and then I just filled in the colors by myself. So, hey there, welcome to Made in Japan Conversations with Meljo Catalan. This is my podcast about Japan, but it's not just your run of the mill, cool Japan podcast. I want to explore a side of Japan besides sushi and sumo, anime and video games. I'm here to extrapolate and meditate with the local people that your travel guide probably doesn't touch on, people that are hungry for making it, and people that have made it. This podcast is my talks with them. What up, everyone? Welcome to the Made in Japan podcast. My name is Meljo Catalan. If you are new here, Welcome. Welcome to our conversations. I am here with a new episode with a guest who is an up and coming entrepreneur. And how appropriate that I have this episode on, I would say, the, the opening of spring 2022.、Uh, this up and coming entrepreneur, she goes by the name Miko Hayashi, or as I know her,、uh, it's、uh, Mimi. And、uh, she. Started a embroidery business.、Uh, she is a self taught embroidery artist and she does a lot of really cool things with、um, brooches and、uh, basically lots of different、um, accessories and jewelry、uh, that she does with、uh, embroidery. And so it's perfect timing because I wanted to put out an episode for her because she is having her first ever. Exhibition gallery in Harajuku、uh, this month. So I thought, I figured, well, for those who are very interested, I'm sure they will probably want to get to know and see her work. And hopefully they would like to purchase some of her、uh, embroidery pieces. And,、uh, and I think she deserves it because she's just really cool. So we're going to be talking with Mimi and how she was,、uh, grew up. And she will、uh, explain to her, her Mimi Hana Threads uh, business uh, to you all. And so, without further ado, 
this is Mimi, a self-taught embroidery artist. And here we go. It's been real, Mimi. It's been a while, you know? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Are you doing okay? Yeah, I haven't been on for a bit. Yeah, it's just um, um, buried under the work I made for myself. It's <laughs> well, that's good, though. Keeping busy is really good, though, for sure, you know? Yeah, but um, I've um, been working on the gallery for the past uh, year now or more and uh, finally yeah. coming to an end. Yeah. So getting there. <laughs> nice, nice. I mean, that's where what we're doing. That's where that's why we're here, right? We're gonna we're yeah. gonna talk about you and uh, yeah. But well, first off, first off, uh, Mimi, I need to know. Um, how should I call you? Just is it Mimi or Miko or? Oh. oh, yeah. My so everybody calls me Miko, but for the sake of my business, I made it Mimi because I guess it was more of a. Um, what do you call it? Um, just an alternate name for just your for the business name. sake. Your stage name. <laughs> oh yeah, I like an artist name. So there you go. <laughs> I thought, well, I don't really want to be Miko because I already have some things under that name. So let's do something a little different. So I decided that maybe a Mimi is kind of cute. So I just go. Mimi's that. great. I mean, I mean, I've always known you as Mimi. You know, so we're gonna. We're gonna, we're gonna we're, this is going to be a, a smooth episode because I, you know, this is totally off the cuff because I did not plan to have an extra episode this month. And I was like, you know what? She's my oh, home girl. She's got to get promoted. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but oh, like, thank you for an extra episode. <laughs> no, 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 it's my pleasure. Um, what's good, home girl? How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see. Today was um, tax day for Japan. And for the very first time this year, I got the envelope from the tax office mm. and saying that taxes for my business. And I've never done it before. And I was just like, well, actually, here's the thing. Um, I wasn't accepting orders last year, so I didn't make any profit. <laughs> so- <laughs> What you you you're pulling back the curtain too early? You can't say that <laughs> because I was looking for the gallery and I right. had to put all my energy, all my focus into that. Like if I have orders coming in while I'm trying to do this at the same time, nothing is going to get done. So I had sure. to say sorry, guys. Close. <laughs> so I go to the tax office. Like, well, here's the thing: it's actually negative because I spent. <laughs> It's it's (laughs) I think everyone I know who's a freelance or or you know has their own business, it's this is the time of the year where you're just kinda like super uber stressed out, right? Yeah. It's free. (laughs) So so that was my whole day. Well it sounds like a not so cool day, but But I'll tell you, I'd rather do taxes in Japan than the States. Yes. It's much yes. it's much easier. Can we talk about <laughs> that? Like how it's so much more smoother in Japan, in my opinion. It, I- in my opinion, 
So first of all, when you talk with the workers um, who are ha- helping you, none of them are disgruntled. And that makes it nice. <laughs> Nobody's rolling their eyes saying next. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the second thing is that if you do your taxes, when you, if you go to Shibuya to do your taxes or like some big office like that, it's like if there were ever a convention for taxes instead of cosplay, then that would be it. Like, <laughs> that's what it is. That's awesome. basically what it is. Awesome. And instead of instead of your little booths where you do your little, I know, you know, meet people and things, you're just doing your taxes at the little areas, you know, designated areas. And sometimes <laughs> and they shovel you. Over. Sometimes yeah. your your neighbor in the other booth comes and helps you out. Exactly right. So then, but then they actually had English support there too, yeah. but. Even though the guy was really helpful and he's speaking English and there's nothing wrong with his English, but man, he's got the mask, he's got the face guard, and on top of that, there's like the vinyl covering. So he's talking at like this and all around is this ambient noise, but you're, you know, he's, it just comes out, whoa, 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 but what? What did you <laughs> what what <laughs> sorry can you say that again and he was like and then he said oh whoa, 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 whoa. like uh, uh hi okay <laughs> like, it's like yes i understand charlie brown peanut stuff yes i can understand this <laughs> i'll move on i could but yeah oh man it's just a- <laughs> the sound was so filtered through all of the like, three layers i just couldn't couldn't get anything <laughs> wow yeah i i, I mean I myself have never experienced this, um, but like, you know, mm-hmm. I work for a, a company, so they, they take care of the, the my taxes. But like, it's like I've heard so many horror stories at the tax office and also like amazing, like, you know, guardian angel type of stories where the, 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 the public worker would come in and just like take care of, you know, your taxes. So like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but seriously, Mimi. What's been good? It's been a while, though, for real. What's been good? <laughs> I don't know. Every day, it's like a daily grind. It's, it it's, that's what it is. It is. <laughs> it's a we're, we're still so, going I through know. this, I'm, you know? Yeah, you know. So, I mean, the, the daily grind is get daughter ready in the morning, take her to daycare, mm. then sit down and do homework. Mm. Then it's time to go get lunch, and my husband's working at home, so mm. we go and then go pick her up at four and mm. then put her to bed and do some more work and that's just like that's my daily life and so i don't know highlights uh okay this past weekend it was it's my husband's birthday was yesterday uh-huh. so the past weekend we went to see the gundam um in yokohama oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Movie the movie one right yeah before yeah hmm. before it closes down at the end of the month yeah. and that's the one thing he's always wanted to do so <laughs> okay. he decided we're there so that was pretty cool and um actually it was good for my daughter because um well first she she likes gundam only because he likes gundam but <laughs> also they had this robot there that takes models of Gundams and they're all laid out like this and then it just picks it up and then assembles it and puts it together and okay. it makes one yeah it takes like maybe two minutes for it to make one Gundam mini model and then put all that and that's all it does it's like, and my daughter she, she that was her favorite she, oh, I mean, she, awesome. <laughs> yeah I mean that so. doesn't sound boring at all that sounds like mad fun oh, 
Yeah, so every now and then there's the nice little weekend excursions and those are nice. And other than that, then yeah, it's more like, you know, right. tunnel vision. Right, right. <laughs> Well, before, yeah. <laughs> before we get into like why we're here talking, you know, uh, I want to first talk about mm-hmm. you made the wrong decision to marry a Filipino man. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, when when you shared that story on Instagram, I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's strike one, two and three, because I'm I'm that guy, too, you know? We're, I mean, we're, we're just Filipino men. We're just stupid romantic. And like, we are awful. You know, we are. (laughs) My husband's Filipino, but he's half Filipino. His mom is the Filipino. Doesn't matter. He's got the blood. Dad is Hungarian, but it still made it in there. It's still (laughs) in there. He's got the blood. It's still in there. Yeah. So I was just, you know what? He, he, he might not identify as Filipino, but I see it. Like, I see the part. It's denial. It's denial. Like, every Filipino guy I know is, like, romantic Romeo times, like, 100, you know? So, yes. <laughs> But I'm sure he's and a great yeah. guy, even though I don't even know him. That's right. Yeah, so, so we, I mean, he still messages me things like, oh, my God, we're married. And then he'll... <laughs> He'll look at me like, and then he'll he'll point at my ring. And he's like, "Nice ring. Who gave it to you?" <laughs> you <know? laughs> does does uh, your um, mother in law call you? And be like, "Are you still coming for Christmas?" Like, does, does she do that? Well, actually, she's not your typical Filipina mom, oh, so okay. she's very calm. She's also very careful, and um, she's um, let's see, she always the way that she looks out for me is that she'll find an article about um i don't know things you can do with your kid and then she'll email it to me and she's like yeah if you like it you can do this but if you don't don't worry about it. <laughs> it's basically saying you should do it then <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah doesn't really mind whether i do it or not and then she's then she'll ask then she'll ask me, Miko, did you see my emails? Like, what do you think about my emails? Like, oh, Binky, I really like your emails. And her name's Binky. Yeah. Then Binky, I like your emails. But you know, the thing is, is that I honestly just, we don't have the time to do all of those projects. But I mean, it looks fun. <laughs> but, but I enjoy I can't. Realistically, I can't do it. It's like, oh, okay, well, don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 but she's she's a good mother yeah no 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 like you know you know i'm just uh, you know in in jest i'm just just talking about you know um i think i think filipino families are amazing to be part of um it could be very overbearing i i I think you know that um but like when we went then that was the full filipino experience so yeah (laughs) do you like the food do you you like the food the food is delicious i love i love it yeah yeah (laughs) so good i'm i don't know it that well but i do what i did have there was really amazing yeah it was good yeah yeah
yeah, as I said before, this is like a kind of like a, you know, off the cuff like episode. But I think what you're doing is super cool and oh. your, your hobby is cool. But, but before we, we go into that, though, I want to know mm-hmm. more about you. And and okay. I, I, you know, of course, I, I looked into your blog and you talked about how I mean, I mean you're Japanese American, right? I'm fourth generation Japanese. Yeah. Um, my great grandparents came to a um, Tacoma area around 1917 or so. Okay. And so quite early on, and they were part of the um, Nihonmachi, mm. you know, Jap- Japan, um, where before World War II, all up and down the West Coast were all of these really um, flourishing Japan towns. And they were self-managed by Japanese immigrants, or Issei and Nisei generation, first and second generation. And um, their focus was, I know, they had barbershops, they had groceries, they had outside of the Nihomachis, they had farmers who mm. were, um, for example, I saw one about Green Lake in Seattle. And they had um, these greenhouses which and they were they were really really good at it and they were very prosperous and they had all sorts of um bunka um villages or cultural villages where they um or centers where they would do the japanese things like judo or mm, um mm, where mm, keep all you know our calligraphy groups and everything and that was before um pearl harbor yeah. attack yeah and so my um, grandma and grandpa, um, my dad's mother um, and father were part of that in Tacoma. And my um, grandpa uh, or great grandpa and his, both of their families um, on my dad's mom and dad's side, um, their parents were part of, um, I think, I don't know about my grandma's parents, but I know my grandpa's parents had a grocery store mm. and it was called I think Hayashi Grocery or something like that, and um, it was. And he was doing really well. I mean, he even had like a permanent spot mm. up until internment came. Mm. And when the internment came, all of the Nihon Machis overnight were gone. Yeah, they right. just disappeared. Right. And so, because of that, and my grandpa experienced that, my grandma experienced that, and they were sent to Idaho. When they came back, they returned to nothing. It was all taken away, and they and what they knew that they were put away because they were Japanese American. Then mm. that was the why. Mm. There was no other reason because they'd grown up and lived in and lived as Americans, although with Japanese parents. But um, because of those experiences, they decided that they would raise their children as American as possible. Okay. And that was my dad and his siblings' experience growing up. So okay. they were all given American names. I think they did try to learn Japanese a little bit when right. they were growing up. Right. Not, but I think just for a few years. And then my dad um, had told me that when he was growing up, he didn't want to be Japanese. He okay. wanted to not. So that's where that came from. Me, on the other hand, passed all of that was i was totally opposite yeah i um, i saw what the japanese culture had to offer and i remember sometime in the first grade it clicked that's that i was also part of that somehow and but i didn't know anything about it because it wasn't in our house Mm. 
my dad didn't have that part of it him growing up Mm -hmm. and so it would later i had to go out and find it by myself and so i tried to do when i was in middle school i think middle school a little bit go to japanese um lessons on saturdays um go to japanese school and um i picked up a little bit not a lot and then i decided well someday i have to live in japan and just kind of really figure this out so, you know, in high school, I was still trying to figure it out. I went to, through the kawaii phase. Because <laughs> I, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, also I went to, then I, when I went to college, my major was Japanese language. And that's yeah. how I got better at it. Um, and they sent me to study abroad for a total of three semesters. And then, um, then I figured, okay, well, when I, it was really fun. So when I graduate, I definitely have to live and work in Japan. And I don't know what I'm doing yet, but. There I got to do it. Yeah. But what happened is that because of my interest in Japan and my dad saw it and he actually went to visit Japan with me yeah. when I was 17, he saw that, oh, you know, actually it is kind of cool to be part of this. And so he started to get more interested in Japanese culture because of that. That's amazing. And Yeah. And then he, um, he also inherited a few um, ukiyo-e prints okay. from a woman. Yeah. And so he, collecting those as well so yeah but <laughs> so, <laughs> he's I'm apologies for misconstruing because i now well, it's okay. like a better story like you kind of sparked <laughs> your dad to go back into yeah. his roots yeah and i'm That's the awesome. middle child I okay i have two sisters so they're not as into it as i am so i feel like i have to be in a way the ambassador for the family or and if at least if i don't bringing back to everybody in the family yeah at least i have it for my daughter yeah. growing up so yeah. that she's part of that too and so and th- i think that's a good reason one of the reasons why i'd like to stay in japan a bit longer yeah <laughs> it, it, there's something that drive of a middle child because i'm 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 the fourth of the f- of five children in my in my family mm-hmm. and there's something it, with us like as middle children to have mm-hmm. some special drive. Um, the reason why I, I mentioned this was like it kind of struck me because I was I grew up I was born in the Philippines, okay, and I didn't meet my parents until I was uh, five six years old actually. Oh yeah, so, because okay. my parents were basically working around the world. They were literally like working yeah, around the world. Common. Yeah. Well, well. Uh, my 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 mother was an English teacher, and my father was a, mm-hmm. an engineer working for the British government mm-hmm. in Nigeria. And uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, they 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 basically had this idea that they're they're they don't want their kids to live in the Philippines. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and and they want a better education for their kids, right? Like so. So when I first met them, I was like five years old and I was in, I moved to Connecticut and then like, it was more like they purposely did not want to live in the West Coast because they didn't want to, I'm not sure if that's exactly the the, the main reason, but like they purposely wanted us to be more Americanized and and having an Mm -hmm. American, um, quote unquote, American education. Mm-hmm. And so they thought they figured New England was the best potential for for our kids. Interesting perspective, yeah. It is, right? <laughs> and I was like, holy, like, like this is just you know in retrospective right now, you know. So like, uh-huh. so when I when I read your blog and I'm like, oh, I, I wonder if like 
that's the same thinking, you know, your parents thinking was the same as my parents thinking at that time. I see. Um, uh, so so yeah. they did as an American on purpose, but it was just more, you know, we were already Americans. So, right, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, there was a lot of like, I, uh, yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm this, and this calls for a lot of Asian Americans. There's a lot of like identity crisis back in in the early, mm-hmm. you know, the 80s and the 90s. So like it, it was mm-hmm. something that we we struggled with. Um, but it was something that I questioned a lot. Like, why am I not mm-hmm. like why are not why are we not in participating in Filipino communities so much? So we mm-hmm. were like blending in in like middle class suburbia, uh, getting a yeah. good education. You know what I mean? So for my upbringing my so my we moved around a lot because actually um my dad is a reverend um oh, for the, okay. so you know he'll be called to or be well we, i was growing up he was called to work at several different churches mm. so i actually born in um near spokane in washington at first oh okay so but that's because that's where he was working and then after that he moved to um uh ogden utah and because he was called to work there. Okay. <laughs> so, and I mean, but the thing is, is that because of the locations where he was called to work up until I was 12, yeah. the diversity was not very huge. I mean, I don't remember Spokane because I, we moved when I was three. So I barely remember. I remember my time in Utah, but yeah. um, then after that, he was called to work um, in the Bay Area, California, um, sort of Menlo Park. Um, that, then that's where I graduated from high school and then I went to college to choose where I wanted to go, but I ended up going to, um, somewhere in Oregon, McMinnville, Oregon for Linfield college. And that was also more white people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, just just, the diversity in my upbringing was very limited. So it was hard for me to find the connection to being Japanese because it wasn't home and it wasn't out where I was living. And it's really hard to find. Um, So that's why I think that's why I felt like I had to get out. Got it. Got it. (laughs) Got it. I mean, you've been you've been in, so when you when you finally came to Japan to actually like start working, you've been yeah you've been really like trying to do a lot of things. I mean, uh, I noticed uh, you were trying to do a tour guide thing going it's, on. Um, yeah, uh, you know, photography, I, right? Yeah, I always wanted to have my own business somehow, and it was, but you know, first I had to get my foot in the door, so I did teaching for mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. Decided that um, that uh, <laughs> well, I mean, teaching was also very stressful, but also sure. um, yeah, it's just it's it's a lot. So um, it's a grind. <laughs> yeah. So um, I started my photography um, and touring business in 2016, mm-hmm. and um, I did that for um, almost a year. But mm-hmm. then what stopped me that I got pregnant and. I worked up until I was maybe seven, eight, eight months pregnant or so. Mm, mm. So, but I was still walking around like, <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a lot. It was not, I was, I was good. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, 
the very last tour I did was in October, and then she came in later, yeah. mid-November. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, I kind of, you know, a Sunday I would like to go back into that, but you know, mm. there's COVID. There's a there's a little girl, and mm. she can't. She needs me in the evenings, and you know, tour guides need to, tours want to be done in the evenings too, and. Mm. Yeah, I can't do everything. So that's how the embroidery started is because I could do it at home and it's still mine. And so that's what I wanted. It's just, I wanted something mine. I wanted something where I can express myself and be artistic. And so. How yeah. did that start the embroidery? Um, where was that spark? I guess I, I mean, so my mom, my mom was always um, somebody who's creative as well. She's the artist, and okay. so she, um, she does painting, and she also does um, sewing. Um, I don't think she really does so much of embroidery, but, um, but I, I, I guess I guess I found embroidery to be attractive. Mm. Um, not sure what it was, but there was something about that I wanted to try it. But I also saw that a lot of people, when they do embroidery, the hoop embroidery or mm. doing it on clothes, really, you know, that's a lot of people like to do that. And I don't, I, I like that. It's nice. It has its place, but I wanted to do something a bit different. So then I saw a book that was teaching how to do the 3D embroidery like this. I'm seeing that. It looks and, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but the... I started on off of that book and I started using patterns from that book. Okay. But then I found like, well, what if I actually took a real flower and I, cause the, the book was very basic space. I think it was for beginners. So very basic shapes. And so I took a real last year, I took a real Sakura flower and I stamped it and then I put the, and then I cut the stamp flower out hmm. and then i turned that into a pattern and that's what this is it's, it's based off real flower and then i just filled in the colors by myself so um actually if i can share the screen it might be better yeah see if i can too bad um, this is a podcast and not a youtube <laughs> video yeah. um but I, it looks so awesome i'm gonna I'll, I'll do a screen capture for this okay yeah. so this is the preview for what the gallery is going to look like but um nice, nice let's zoom in. okay so this is what i'm wearing right now is this nice there yeah so that's actually based off of the um real flower like i was saying nice so um, before um oh yeah and then this is the um, kanzashi that i have here as well awesome oh, this is here we go um yeah there's more and um i was also trying to get more into some finer um, jewels. Mm -hmm. um, I, I added real pearl to the end. Well, and the designs are my designs. I'm not, I'm, I'm done using the book for um, design patterns. So, um, so this is a brooch, which, yeah. yeah, I don't really wear brooches, but I, 
I think some people wear brooches. But <laughs> it, yeah, anyway. like I noticed on your website, like uh, the, the brooches, and I was like, it, I mean, it does suit a lot of uh, a specific type of pe- person, like uh, right. your style. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. very. I didn't know that you took you actually took a a, a cherry blossom flower petal and and yeah. So th- so this is the this is the book. So this this flower I made a couple years ago. Mm. So this is what the book's pattern is. Okay. And I did a few of those for the very beginning, but I decided, you know, they don't really look like what I think a sakura should look like. Yeah. Right. So I thought, well, maybe I should just take a real sakura and do it. And I feel like it, it looks a lot better. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so awesome. that's the, I'll, I'll stop sharing if, <laughs> well the one the one that really intrigued me was uh the venus flytrap earring oh yeah i um, was like damn that's 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 hardcore metal <laughs> when i first started so um i don't know if i have um you know i can just go to my website start broadcast yeah do you still see it uh yeah i see your screen yep and i this is this one i made um, from the very beginning, um, I, I don't know, I wanted to do something different. And that's what I like. I like doing things that most people are not doing. So this is the ear cuff. And I'll go to the shop so I can actually see it um, in detail. Uh-huh. Let's see. Carnivorous plants. And I, I think I intend to make more. Yeah. Quick view. I am all about this. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That- you know, it really, really stood out for sure. Yeah, I wanted to do something different. So I, I haven't really <clears throat> worn it. Um, I, I would, I probably should wear it more often. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, not many people wanted it. That's the thing. So I well, at a glance, it look kind of looks like a like a mini caterpillar, like around oh, your ear. I see. But then when so you that's how yeah yeah <laughs> it looks awesome though. <laughs> Yeah, so I even looked up what the flower looks like for the plant too, so I could yeah. get it correct. Yeah. So w- what I did is that I um, I looked at the flower on the screen, and then what I used is I traced the flower on the screen, and that became the pattern for the flower. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, and then I, the yeah. same was Venus flytrap too. So I, <laughs> I mean, it's just it just stands out. I'm like, oh, that's pretty rad. Like I've never seen that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, you need to do but more. no one wanted. <laughs> okay, I'll stick to normal. <laughs> but like, all right, so let's move on. I mean, now we are going to your very first exhibition in in. Yeah. Uh, can let's let's talk about it. So. Okay. Okay. So, um, the exhibition idea started last year or maybe 2020 it was late 2020 and i was randomly contacted by a gallery in osaka Mm. and they saw that i made an embroidery um badger for a a badger okay like an animal yeah it's a it's (laughs) an animal that lives in england and (laughs) is because a customer wanted hufflepuff themed earrings and i said okay but i can't call it that i'm just gonna make you a badger face with yellow on it and she said fine so i did that and so that when i made it and i usually don't make this kind of stuff but they said okay well we really love your 
your embroidery. So we want to have you participate in our animal themed mm. exhibition. Okay. And so I made that. And then I also made one more with a fox and on kimono fabric for a brooch. And um, that was good experience for me because then I learned a different technique of embroidery called needle painting, where mm. you use similar colored threads as a gradient to make it look like it's a painting. Oh. So huh. small stick. Yeah. So that's how I made the fox. Okay. And um, they and so I sent my stuff over, and they exhibited it, but no one bought anything so <laughs> like and and then and then they said well now we really like your work so we want you to have your own very own exhibition of your own thing mm. in osaka mm. but then i looked at terms and they they first of all the space that they were allowing wasn't very big and then the other thing was that they, they wanted me to pay um some sort of flat fee to, for the room and then they said they were going to take commission on top of that and then I was thinking, but don't, but then, okay, it's like, okay, I maybe I'll do this, but do you guys have a contract ready for mm, in case, mm. you know, I don't live in Tokyo. I don't live in Osaka. I live in Tokyo. So yeah. I can't, you know, go there all the time. Yeah. And so they said, actually, we don't have a contract. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> so I just <laughs> send you, like, what if somebody decides to take it or it gets damaged, you know, yeah. like, don't yeah. you have protection? So I said, okay, you know what? You know, if you ever have a contract ready, ready, just let me know. And then I didn't get an answer back. So I said, okay, so then I got to look into other options. So that's how the gallery idea started. And so I am somebody recommended Design Festa Gallery in Harajuku, mm. Mm. which I feel they have a really great platform because the it's rent the room by the day and you can rent for as long as you like. Right. And then you only pay for the space right. and you don't have to pay commission on top of that because they're making the money off of the room rental instead. Right. right. And so that's how I did that. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to do this my way. So I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's such a well-established gallery actually. It is. So, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. they're reputable around since 96, I think is yeah. on their website. Yeah. Like that. And, um, is really good and it's also a really good location in Harajuku so yeah Miko I remember so I, when I came to Japan I came in 2006 and I remember when the design festival was just like a budding art gallery and uh -huh. next to it was like you know Sakura house the the, the show yeah. House, yeah. yeah there was a Sakura house next to it that my friends mm -hmm. lived in and would there would be parties oh. every night yeah. every yes. night <laughs> like yeah. at that place and there would be people like filtering like uh you know dripping in from design festa gallery coming into the uh -huh. warehouse so it, it's a prime location for especially artists uh you know, yeah, really, yeah. you know people are very creative mm -hmm. uh that are trying to uh you know mm -hmm. exhibit their stuff you know whatever it is but uh yeah. very well established design festa yeah yeah so i'm really happy with that and i'm gonna see how it goes mm. um the only thing that i was really sad about was um the rise of omicron because mm. for that mm. you know in november they were saying we're gonna allow people in maybe from february and then omicron came and you're like no <laughs> <laughs> so you I know really 
I, I was just talking about this today with a client. Like, we had like the quasi state of emergency, and now we have like in Japan, like, which is like a lower yeah. level state of emergency. I'm just like, yeah. what are we doing here? Like, like <laughs> different tiers of, of quasi. pandemic. Yeah. yeah. I just like. Yeah, you know, and, and, and then, and we were, and before we were on air, we were just talking about like how we got our booster shots too. Like, it's just like, I think, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay? I think it, um, so I was down the day I, the day I got it was okay. Yeah. But then the day after I got it, I was sleeping almost the whole okay. day, okay. but yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel like I had the flu though. So that was good, but there was definitely some heavy head feeling heavy. and uh, slight nausea, but but you, you recovered though, right? Yeah. <laughs> the next day after that, I was fine. So yeah, and actually, I didn't have any sore. I mean, I had some soreness, but I, I could still move my arm. So oh, really? it wasn't that okay. Bad. Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just I just love feeling like a superhero after recovery. I feel that's like. true. So now, now, like I don't really need this mask. It's just for appearances, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But, like, no, no, seriously, let's, let's, get, let's be real here, um, uh, Miko. Like, I think your embroideries are really beautiful. And I think what you're doing as a craft and you're self taught, that is, that's really cool. Um, oh, thanks. I, you know, we, we got, we got to, we got to plug your, your uh, exhibition. So, uh, Okay, so I got to get this correct. So from March 22nd to the 26th, no, 25th, sorry. It will be a Design Festa Gallery in the Art Corner on the West Wing. Okay. So if you know where Ho-Ho Cam is, the burger place. I do. They you do. It's that side. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, and then from the weekend, which is the 26th to the 28th, mm -hmm. it will move to its own room at 2C. Oh, the second floor. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so um, then then um, the hours are from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. And, and we're going to see um, you there if we go over, if we stop I will, by? Yeah. Yeah. You'll see me there unless I'm on my lunch break. But, um, <laughs> or if it's at a certain hour late, later and nobody's coming, then I'll go home. But, <laughs> but not only will I be um, exhibiting my... Um, embroidery um you can also buy it but um i'll take orders while i'm there awesome. and um i also have a bunch of fabric masks that i made so nice. you should come in for those and i also have fabric button jewelry for um you know just as really cute little dainty accessories that are not so big like these so <laughs> 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 if you like smaller things then yeah <laughs> so and, and I, I actually think if you guys any listeners interested you should go and, and just talk to uh, Miko and me she's just a fabulous lady to talk to so that's all thank I gotta you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to stop by I'm um I'm not sure when either way I'll we'll, I'll, I'll try to stop by Mimi okay <laughs> awesome awesome but yeah good you know seriously well done with with your embroidery and it, it really is awesome to to see oh thank you yeah anyways let's uh 
peace out then. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> Have a good evening. <laughs> if you're interested and you want to check out uh, some of Mimi's works, uh, come visit her at the Design Festa Gallery exhibition. She will be there this month uh, from March 22nd to March 28th. Uh, to learn more about it, the uh, gallery, and to see any of her works online, um, check out her website, mimihanathreads.com. You are listening to Made in Japan podcast, Conversations with Meljo Katalan. Uh, for questions, comments, and concerns, please feel free to email me at japanmademepodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up. I'm always on Instagram or on Facebook. Just hit me up at Made in Japan Podcast. You can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, feel free to like or leave a comment and subscribe on, on Apple, iTunes, or even Spotify. And if you really like what you're hearing with my podcast and what I'm doing, feel free to visit me on my Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com slash made in Japan podcast. Uh, you can donate whatever you'd like, buy me a drink for me and my guests. Uh, it, it's really the main thing that helps support this podcast of mine. And yeah, thank you for listening. And I will be back with another episode. Until then, peace out. Peace out.